Hello and welcome to MotoGP Mac. We have a new guest on there, CB. You can see him in the middle. He looks a little different than both of us, so I don't know if you can differentiate. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, he's a, a proud owner of what bikes you got? Uh, I have a Yamaha um, FZ07. Uh, okay. That's my starter starter bike, and then um, just got the um, R1S, so my first leader bike. So, oh, congratulations! You're not a virgin Thank anymore. You. Yeah, no, not that that anymore. Huh? <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah, I love it. I love it. So, very good, very good. And uh, yeah, well, welcome to the show. Um, Thank you. It's always great to have someone, someone else on. Another Joe, third opinion, Jake, isn't that right? Yeah, that's right. Other us, the two ugly old bastards. <laughs> Speak for yourself. Uh, <laughs> ugly and old. Uh, anyway. Um, yeah, look, it's uh, it's been a bit of a crazy week, I suppose, with what's gone on. Uh, so we won't hide the fact of, you know, we are definitely fully in silly season. You know, everyone and their dog is now talking about um, everything. So, like, particularly that Grassini Ducati seat. Um, now, I did say that, and I always said that <laughs> the Pramac seat was going to be a linchpin but i think this one could be a linchpin as well because i've heard about five maybe six bums that need to be on that seat <laughs> digi antonio morbidelli possibly zarco maybe the, the bike's gonna have to look like a bus right? <laughs> yeah near so so look everyone that's that's needs a seat i've heard is maybe going to be on that and um you know, I think it's uh, it's kind of fun. Like, that was typical silly season. But, you know, I suppose what's very clear is that there's a lot of very unhappy riders in Honda. And, um, yeah, it, it reminds me of, a, you know, what a rat does when the ship is sinking. Like, do you know what I mean? It jumps. You know, and um, They're all leaving. They're, they're all leaving. Like. <laughs> Like this majorly started off, I suppose, with the first the first major one, obviously, look, is Mark, you know, there is there is a heavy tie up with KTM there. I I believe that the word on the street is that the deal is done. Even though KTM have come out and said we don't like to buy the winners or winners in, we want to grow them. But let's be very real and fair. Like if Mark Marquez came up to any team or expressed interest yeah. in any team, you would have to be an absolute retard to say, not even entertain the idea of having Mark within the team. Um, you know, but I think Stefan Pryor said something that was very, very interesting actually. And, and it's probably a video for, for next week that I'll be looking at doing, but he said, you know, Mark Marquez is not the way or whatever that, that we would normally go, but he's like, he's not, his riding style does not suit the aerodynamics of the bike, the new aero of the bike. And I thought that was a very, very, maybe factual comment, do you know what I mean? That like he is so used to doing, riding the bike, the way, the old school way of riding a bike, that when the aero is kicking in, he can't get it to do what he wants to do. Do you know? So it's, it's, I was like, I don't know. It's an in, it's an interesting. Like he's going anyway. Look, I'll have a look at it because I thought it was a really really interesting comment. But yeah, I think crazy to think about um, the throw. 
deterred team than for for KTM. Yeah, and KTM has the money too. They're they're right behind for budgets for budget size. It's Honda, Yamaha, then KTM, then Ducati, right? For how much money they have. So it's not like Ducati can come in and block them and buy and could outspend them. They don't have the money to do so. You know, yeah, it, yeah. You know what I'm saying? I like, he's not going to want to go to Yamaha or Honda, but okay, maybe he goes to Ducati. But Ducati can't afford to, to outspend KTM. They sell twice as many bikes as, as Ducati does. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's interesting. What do you think, CB? I don't think Ducati, though. I don't think Marquez will go to Ducati. Um, but I could be wrong, you know, maybe because of, uh, you know, Honda, Ducati and whatnot, the rivalry. But KTM, I think, will be a good fit. And um, I don't I'm excited. This next season is going to be, it's oh, gonna it's gonna be wild. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, I, I think the next 12 races is going to be wild. Do you know what I mean? Because, like, it's really going to – there's going to be some people very upset with what goes on, and I mean riders. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Some are going to, who are in a nice, comfortable seat right now, are going to get their asses kicked out. Do you know what I mean? In my view, and like I think, like the mobility group that own Pyramid Mobility Group group who own KTM, there's no shortage of money there, right? We, we will be fair. Mm-hmm. The group that own Aprilia. There's no fucking shortage of money there either. Like a prettier owned by a different group. That yeah, yeah. Money, right? Especially a Chinese group. Yeah, and there is no shortage of money there. Um, with Ducati, I think look, there's still an awful lot of money that comes off uh, off of Audi. Do you know what I mean? And technology more so than money. I think yeah. that mm-hmm. that's that that that's thing. So, look again. I think. Marquez is is a global superstar, right? So, if they have to pay Marquez twenty million a year, just say for instance, right? They'll find that any team will find it, right? And the reason I say that they'll find it, I always remember it was a David Beckham, a soccer player over here. Um, he switched to AC Milan or fucking one of these, right? And the reporter turned around and said that the Jersey sales for David Beckham two weeks after his unveiling, they had already paid for David Beckham. And I think it'll be the same with bikes. With, with, like if you sign Marquez, put a number 93 on a fucking anything, do you know what I mean? It could be a fucking bicycle, do you know what I mean? You think it'll pull, pull that many sales? It'll just it'll just sail sales across Europe, do you know what I mean? So and especially the first two years of it. Will they'll become collector items then very quickly? Yeah. You know what I mean? And like, there's a lot of money. People will pay a lot of money to get a Marc Marquez special fucking Ducati or fucking. Yeah. Jordan. Well, in the Euros, because the Euro bikes uh, sales are Euro bike sales are going through, they're, are going up. They're in record sales. Where the Japanese, uh, they're going down the tubes for as far as sales every year. The, the, the best selling bikes are not the Japanese ones. What? The best, the best selling bike in Britain last year was a Honda CBX one two five. Yeah, well, I'm saying wow. it's sport bikes. We're not going to go. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Yes. Right, the the better of Honda and, and, and Yamaha are little itty bitty bikes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But it was like, I, I, I was laughing when I saw it. But look, 
it was like I think it was Honda Suzuki. I can't remember. It was a little one two five. It was. It wasn't a scooter. It was a motorbike. Do you know right, right. I, mean? so, I, I do right. You're right. I have that just distinguished. The Europeans are selling record sport bikes, and the Japanese are going down to twos, and they're, and they're big sport yeah. bikes. Well, yeah, but look, I, I actually had a look into this because, like, I look in the UK, right, which would be a big biking nation. Do you know what I mean? Um, and UK and Ireland, and uh, an Irish uh, dealer, and I was told six weeks to get a GSXR 1000, brand new. I can get one. They're, no, they're, by the way, yeah. They brought that back for some reason. They had that in the United States. It was a dead deal. They weren't even going to sell it. Yeah, yeah. And they so brought it back for some six weeks, reason. I, six weeks. I don't understand that. I forget one. But anyway, um, yeah, I think... I what's, think the whole, what's the number one selling bike in Europe for a sport bike? I don't know. I have to, I'll have to test that. But I was looking around at bikes just to get it. I think the it Toronto, might, the, the Aprilia Toronto 660. Believe it or not, that twin. I I don't know about that now because look, I know there's an awful like, and this is this is where I go on this. There is a huge amount of racing classes for the six sixties and the V twins and all of this, and they're not purchased as race bikes; they're purchased as street bikes and, and sold on. So, like, you could have a class there where there'd be ninety bikes. Do you know what I mean? Okay. So. I, I while I would I would agree with you, I'll take that with a pinch of salt because of the they're racing they're used for racing categories in Europe. Yeah, I would think that would help it, but it wouldn't put it as a mainstay. Ah, uh, Jesus, it, it would though. Fuck it, hell. Um, like the, the in in Britain there alone, I'd say there's must be about two hundred of those race bikes. Do you know what I mean? That's a yeah. lot. Do you know what I mean? To be taking off the road, and super twins are all around Europe. Do you know what I mean? So, um. Now, saying that, they're not the fastest super twin either. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? CB, in Europe, the the bikes, everybody has like 10 times as many people on bikes as they do here. You know, we go okay. out and you look and you find a bike, you know what I mean? Or you find a group of guys like I did this morning. There, there's, there's always somebody going. If you go out the road, you're going to find somebody on a bike. It's not like us. We have no one. We right, are not the right. land of the brave. Oh, the poor Americans have no one to ride with. <laughs> they don't. I'm telling you. It's sad. Like, oh it's my sad. God, it's scary. Oh my God, I'm going to crash. Mm -hmm. You know, grow a pair. You know what I mean? Right, right, right. Anyway, um, but the whole the whole situation surrounding KTM and Marquez, and it's really weird, I suppose. Now, the other thing I do want to say. It has been confirmed. Augusto Fernandez had his contract extended for KTM MotoGP. Ah, boom, boom, <laughs> boom! Told you, he loves him. <laughs> I do. I think. No, look, I think he's a great little writer. I think, you know, I think he's he's not doing. He's not doing a bad thing, Joe, and I think he will at least level Polis Vagro on average. Money comes, out. yeah. But uh, anyway, okay. So KTM, right? Your man Stefan Prayer or whatever his fucking name is, who was head of Prayer Mobility Group, who owned KTM. He did come out and he made a few statements and all of this, and like he he especially talked about Paul and said that Paul is is there thereabouts or, or whatever. We have a contract for him, and he's like, yes, we have five riders that are now contracted, right? We will find spaces for them no matter what. So that kind of brought me to believe there's either going to be 
one of two things happen. He's going to get special dispensation to run a Costa on a third bike on either a KTM or a Gas Gas. Right. Or they're, they're in negotiation with LCR. Now, that was another one. We'll come back to that in a minute. Um, and the, I still believe they're pressuring Dorna big time to give them the two spots from Suzuki. And here's why I think it could work. Dorna have explicitly said that um, those two spots or seats are left for a manufacturer to come in. And realistically, the only manufacturers that would be capable of of coming in would be BMW, Kawasaki, Suzuki. Right? How realistic is, is it that they would come in? I don't think it's 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 no. on the cards for any number of years. Secondly, and there is the regulation change for 2027, right? No manufacturer is going to build a bike towards the current regulations. Yeah. They're just not, not for three years, right? So like yeah, they're right not going to be this year. It ends up, it stops by the time he 27 turns around, it's all different. Yeah. So they're you turning around. So my view of this is like, okay, so for 2024, no one, so they don't have a manufacturer now. So 2024 realistically is, is a free seat year. 2025, no one is going to come in and develop a bike for two years and everything changed the following two years. So or the following in two years time. So their argument realistically is to say to Dorna, well, look, we will take a three year contract. You're not going to have a new one realistically in the next three years. So give us the seat for three years. After three years, we'll relinquish the seat if a manufacturer comes in. Because realistically, the only deal that they're going to be doing is a is a branding exercise of a KTM or a rebranding exercise. Yeah. So for me, when I look at it, I also kind of think, you know, um, it could work. Now, I don't. I just don't think Dorna wants to lose face in saying, "Oh well, look, we we'll give it." So, what I actually think is going to happen <laughs> is that Dorna will crack, and they'll give them a one-year deal. Because realistically, if if Mark, for instance, just say Mark, and I think a lot of this hinges around Mark more so than anything. If Mark was to leave Honda. And Mark was to turn around and say, I've had a fuck enough. I'm not writing this, right? And then there's no home for Mark on the grid. Dorna are never going to allow that to happen. They're never, they're just not going to, right? So this is what, that's what I think could be the, 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 how would, how would I say it? It's like they have their arm behind their back. Do you know what I mean? For Dorna. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And they're about to go into a headlock, like realistically, because, I don't doubt there's a, a tie up there with Mark Marquez and KTM. I think it, it's the most logical option. Saying that, you know, uh, Bradle did. You come think out that they the want to hold tie him in in realistic terms? Do you think they want to tie him in for more than a year? Because, like you say, where's BMW yeah. going to come in the next two years? When's when's Kawasaki Suzuki? It seems kind of a. A dead deal. What's the why not? Yeah. Why, why not run him a couple of years and, and tie him in? 
who type American. Yeah. But no one you see you're getting you're getting stuck in the thing that he's contracted to a team. He'll be contracted to KTM for a couple of years. But what KTM have the problem right now is they have more bums than seats. Right. So, so like they can tell, just say for instance, in two years' time, fuck off Miller, fuck off Paul. So I mean right. they go back down to two teams. So he's on a KTM contract. Not a specific team contract. Do you know what I mean? So they wrap them up for as long as they can, but where they put them is it is up to them to decide. A little bit like the the, the current Ducati contracts, you know. And mm. um, so, look, I I would one hundred percent think they would tie him in, but I don't think they would be very worried about where where he's riding as long as they have a place for him. Because right now. You know, it would be extremely damaging PR for both for for KTM to remove Binder and um, yeah. Binder and, and Miller. You know, it'd be really it's, bad. It's, yeah, it is. It's a tough call, but would they do that for the sake of Marquez? That's a that's a like you said, that's a big asset. If I had to, if I had to choose, I'd pick Marquez over Miller. If a push came to shove. Yeah, marketing. I think I think I think I think you sell more KTM's in in um, Australia with Miller. Mm-hmm. Australia is KTM and Yeah, it's KTM, true. KTM in in Australia is massive. Like, like it's massive. And India, this old yes, yes. India. You forget about these these uh, these southern countries like India and. and Saigon or all that Vietnam, I still think though it'll be a, a PR exercise that they wouldn't recover from. Joe, you know I mean, I think it would, it would, it would like they, they've already come out and publicly stated their, their confidence in all of their riders and all of this, and then to dump them, it would just be a fucking, my view, an, a, an absolute PR nightmare for the brand. Yeah, uh, well, KTM is supposed to be the whiz kids of, uh, the, the power sports industry. If you go look at Wall Street Journal, in business to, in business circles, they're the, yeah. they're the up and coming force. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, you know, with with Rins, then I suppose Rins talking about leaving and going to Yamaha. Mir talking about going leaving uh, to Ducati, which. I, Ducati say they don't. They haven't had any conversation with Rins. Yeah, but, they're like who? But, <laughs> but of course, but look, of course, look, like, like I always play down these conversations. So like, if and I, I remember doing this last year's silly season, I did a video about. Of course, they deny that they have any talk with anyone. Do you know I mean? They can't. Do you know I mean? Why would you let any other team know your strategy, who you're talking to, even though that the, it's the worst kept secret anyway in the paddock? Do you know what I mean? Like realistically you know when miller was going to ktm you know there was a lot of talk about it rins was going to ducati there was a lot of talk about him there was a lot of action about it even though that they denied it then there was fucking pictures of the meeting in, in, in small little corners you know having the chats right but um so look it's completely natural that these things would be uh, uh talked down now we all know then as well that uh, Joe KTM, uh, as I was mentioned, are desperate to find a, a a bike five and bike six on the grid. And it came out uh, during the week that they had approached Luco Cecchinello, 
to see where he was, right? And Cecchinello turned around and said, you know, that he has a contract with Honda till the end of 2024. And he says that he's going to honor it and whatever, which is fine. Um, he then came out and said, I'm a Honda man, which sounded very much so like a, a, someone from Japan got onto him and gave him a kick in the hole and said, don't you be talking or, or whatever. But he also told us the truth in, in, in what happened. And like, this is the normal way that negotiations would would work is that someone would call contact you. Someone would say, Are you, look, what he said was it was a friendly conversation where they asked about LCR's position going forward. Do you know what I mean? Never specifically said 2024, but you know, when these conversations happen, you know, it's it's quite quick. And they said that all they said is that we want to start talking about working together. Do you know what I mean? That could have been for 2024 and might not be for 2024, but um so he didn't deny that there was a conversation and they were wanted to start talking together from Silverstone. And he said in this thing, then like, I haven't heard anything from them since. Well, of course you haven't. It was 10 days ago. You had this, they asked you, would, could we start talking at Silverstone? I'm sure Luco Ciccanello said, yes, that they would. So, and like any team would, would go and listen to a proposal, right? You know, it's not, um, throw it straight out of the window, especially satellite teams. And, you know, it kind of brought me to a, a kind of a point then when, when, I, when I was hearing it, because I was like, okay, Mir wants to fuck off to Ducati. Rins wants to fuck off to uh, Yamaha. Marquez wants to fuck off to KTM. So it just leaves Taka left, <laughs> who they don't value, right? Ball lower in the garage. <laughs> yeah, you know, and Nobody loves me. Exactly, and I was just like, how much of it like forget about the engineering right how much of a cluster fucker honda in right now oh jesus yeah like all their main riders want out right <sighs> so the one that they didn't really believe in taka you know like all last year we were heard we heard agora was going to replace uh taka until agora fucked up in sepang badly in my view do you know what i mean he showed that he wasn't ready you know, this year he's not he's not showing it either, right? But um, when I look at it, you know, Handler might actually get the wish that I, that I prescribed for him that they might just have ordinary riders next year. Yeah, yeah. You know? Like but they it, they, a, they earned this. They they relied on riders to to to, to get their ass out of a sling for so many years, right? They had these alien riders and don't touch the bike and the bike's lacking or it's 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 uh uncompetitive. And then when the good rider leaves, they're stuck with an uncompetitive bike and going, Why isn't it winning? Well no shit. You know. You know, they uh, need had to start from scratch, and make sure the bike's good instead of just saying, ride it, make make it work, you know. That's the Marquez's yeah. whole career, make it work. You know. He did, yeah. Look, and look, it's it's a serious problem that 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 they have, you know. But I think I think the problem is is bigger than um, like the problem for Honda is bigger than just an engineering problem. That's my that's my view on it, right? Mm-hmm. Do you look at Yamaha's problem? Yamaha's problem. It, there is, it's not as big as Honda's, but it is as big as Honda's, but. Honda's, in my view, is that 
the organization that is taking care of it is too big, right? There's too many chefs in the kitchen, right? So what happens then is, is that there's no clear plan to build a bike. They build a bike, chassis, engine, aero, they're all separate entities, right? Whereas right. nowadays we know that it's a whole complete thing. So like before, before anything is even cast for the engine or the frame or whatever, right? There's a design done and it said, right, we want the bike to go 243 kilometers an hour at the end of the straight in, in Mugello. Okay. So what aero, so what horsepower do we need to push this aero yeah. down there? <laughs> Literally, like on on a design chair. And I'm not sure that thinking think type of thinking is in Japan to instead of having a separate department, it, it is all into one fluid design. And I don't think there's the corporate governance then around it for for HRC to be putting those into place because that's the very what I would call an agile method of working, which the Japanese are not normally known for. You know, they have, and I'll, I'll always be fair with Honda, they have come up with some brilliant ideas mechanically on bikes. Like that seamless shift gearbox, probably one of the best inventions I've ever seen on a bike. No, the yeah, they copied that. But everyone copies everything. Like, like I mean, they, but they're not good at coming up with stuff original. Yeah, but, that, but they were the ones that got it out there first, Jake, in a MotoGP paddock. Yeah, yeah, but they copied it. That's what I'm saying. They're not good at innovation. But, but, every, but that's like, I don't, I don't think that's a right statement saying they copied it, right? Because everyone copies everything, right? <laughs> they put their twist on it, and they, they did R and D. They got it out there first. To be fair to them. Yeah, a German yeah, I mean, firm made that. If I'm not mistaken. Yeah, it was a German firm, but yeah, but yeah. they still they still own the IP of it. It is their 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 design, regardless of who built it. Do you know what I mean? So they got it out there. They got it racing first. You know, I think that for me, that's probably one of the the last innovations that they did come out mm -hmm. with. Yeah. Fair. But like, I will give them the credit on it that it is still probably one of the best ones. Do you know what I mean? Because I remember when it came out, 90% of the paddock were like, holy fuck, how do you do that? Do you know what I mean? They couldn't understand the gearbox. And I remember for LCR or whatever, the, it was only factory handle mechanics were allowed work on it. The LCR boys were not allowed work on it at all. Right. Do you know what I mean? So it was like, it was contained... Which, which is right, Joe. But again, in my view, is that they just need to figure out a working a way to work, and I think they're going to need to start doing what what happens across all levels of motorsport is that they need to start pinching the right engineers from other successful teams and start bringing mm -hmm. that information in. The only problem with that is those engineers are mainly European. And they're not going to want to move to Japan. Yeah. So what Honda and Yamaha have to do is they start to have to look at the transition between um, bringing their, their engineers from Japan over. 
I don't personally see the problem with it because if you look at, at Honda HRC Formula One, same company, same people, they have a base in Bembury, close to where, um, or close, I think, no, close, yeah, somewhere in the UK anyway, and it's close to Milton Keynes to where Red Bull were. So that facility for those things, research, design, etc. Some of the components in the engine that may be still built in Japan and shipped over, that's fine. But there is a definitely a major sync up between the Formula One team and the engine department in the UK. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. That doesn't yeah. happen. That doesn't happen in um, for MotoGP, and I think that's where the, the major. And no, I think nothing is going to change for either Honda or Yamaha until they start to bring those people into those positions, and then start to build a bike as. Yes, complete separate elements, but an overall one master project. Not build yeah. the engine, build the chassis. Oh, it's time to design the fairings. Or well, we'll put a fucking wing here, or we'll put a yeah. fucking wing there, or, or whatever, right? Yeah, um, but Yamaha has been stronger than Honda over the years. If you look at it as a general, as in general, it's just that they happen to go in the wrong or went in the wrong direction, or stayed in the wrong direction with that inline four this time. You know. Yeah. No. Look, he's tough. He's tough on Yamaha because he's a Yamaha fan. He's tough on him. I mean, you got to be honest. I mean, I like Yamaha and I like what they're doing, but they had some good riders, Fabio, um, Rossi, but um, they weren't ahead. They they left the bike how it is because it was easy to ride, and now they're behind. So they got to play catch up with the aero and everything else. So, and then the engine is. Everyone's going to V4, so what are you going to do now? Are you going to go to V4 or try to still get more out of the inline four? So I don't know what they're going to do. And the predicament that they're in, right? And I was sitting there and I was thinking about this the other day. So if Yamaha switched to a V4, realistically, realistically, they're a brand new team. That's the size of the change from an inline four to a V4. Oh, yeah. So realistically, if you were to look at it, it's like a brand new team coming in because they'll have zero relevant data. No data at all because the V4 engine, how it reacts in the frame, the suspension tires, whatever. Yeah. So that's, you know, and I I suppose for people that I don't say likely that they, they need a V4, it is a massive cost exercise is one bit but that's dwarfed by the the loss of data that they would have and you know when you look at it and and I, this was spoken recently about with um with Stefan Bradle about the new Honda when they moved from show from the front bias to the rear bias bike mm-hmm. that they couldn't catch up because they had no data relevant data for the bike Whereas when they tweaked the bikes, they could um, they could kind of go back to say last year's settings, right? And that that was okay. Do you know what I mean? It wasn't perfect, but it was better than what they had. Do you know what I mean? Whereas, but that was just Honda's weak engineering because no, 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 no. It's a, it, it's a factual thing, right? It's yeah. not about weak engineering, and like we park that in, into the corner, right? If you have a baseline bike that you've changed. Mm completely and they went front or they went from front bias to rear bias bike right 
you can change the settings to go back to a front phase bias. Oh, no, you cannot. No, it's, it's so apples and oranges. Right. Yeah. But that's that's exactly my point. That's why Honda were getting so last is because, okay, the engineering is an issue, but they have no reference to yeah. any other bikes of what they're doing. So everything that they're doing is exploratory. They're trying to figure it out. They're trying to think, does this work better than this and this work better than this? No, no. But what they're also, Joe, you know I mean, so when you look at Yamaha, when if they change to the V4 engine, realistically, it might in the way I would look at it is that this is a brand new team coming in because they will have zero data. They might have MotoGP experience, but zero data. Yeah, so but it may work. I think they may work because <clears throat> with the change in the regulations, if you bring that in at the certain uh, at the right time. That may work, you know. They may have a slight advantage because everyone is is maybe at square zero, you know, square one or whatnot. So maybe I mean, maybe. I'd say I'd say this from day dot that I believe that Marmoni is in there to put a bandaid on the inline four, and I reckon that he is building the V four for the regulation change. Now he is not a fucking idiot either, right? <laughs> He mm-hmm. has built Ferrari Formula One engines. He got Aprilia to change the, the angle of the V in their V4. So he has a working understanding of, of a MotoGP engine, a successful MotoGP engine, I, I will add, with the Aprilia engine, right? It's, Aprilia is not slow by any way, shake or form. So for me, when I'm when I'm looking at it, like I'm not worried about the actual engine building compiling and whatever it's just the data then of running it like realistically they're probably going to take two years to bed that engine chassis aero combination in together but like you see it with yamaha and, and look they've openly admitted is that they cannot run like the top speed of the engine they're getting more horsepower out of that engine the top speed of that engine with last year's aero on it is faster and it's clear for everyone to see, right? But with more power, the bike won't turn. Do you know what I mean? So, so, so they're now caught in a vicious circle of, you know, okay, we cannot now go back to last year's data. So they're getting further and further away as they add more and more horsepower into that engine from what where they were. Is it something that Yamaha can fix? Yeah, I would be more confident that Yamaha would fix an engineering problem of chassis um, development, yeah. but Yamaha have also come out and said they know absolutely sweet fuck all about aerodynamics, <laughs> and, Joe, yeah. and, they're, they're, and they've said it. So our poor understanding of they said it in much more conservative and yeah, but but realistically they don't understand the aerodynamics, right? So they need to they need to tie up with someone fast. You know, and they need to tie up with someone who understands the CFD design, understands and has access to wind tunnels, all of this stuff. So personally, myself, they and all the four when they're having the horsepower runs out of reliability. Because remember, Suzuki was out of engines the last time. Mm-hmm. If they didn't have that one engine, they would have been sunk. Oh well, well look, they took they took the penalty for the end. No, no, they yeah, well, they would have taken a penalty and they wouldn't have been there, you know. But saying that, look, I think at the end of the day. I would be more confident that Yamaha will solve an engineering problem faster than thing. Yes. Just to give people kind of like the gravity and the scope that if Yamaha were to change to 
AV4 engine, which I still believe they will at the thing, it's going to be a massive data loss to them. And I think that's what scares them the most, more so than anything else, is that there literally will be a new team coming in. Well, they ran them for 20 years, but they were two strokes. Yeah, 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 yeah. And completely different horsepower. Yeah, I know, I know. They're, where are they what, running? What, I think they're going to work the way much better sounding and smelling, I will say, but yeah. you know, um, and if you haven't ever experienced it in your life, lock yourself in the shed and start your two-stroke bike and have your version of 420 day when you open up the door. Yeah, that's your wife telling you to do that. She wants to pop uh, them off. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, look, she, she, my only fear in life, my man, is that if I do die, she'll sell the bikes for what I told her I paid for them. Yeah, you know that. That's my only fear. It's my only fear in life. Some dirty bastard will get my bikes first. Cheapest chips. <laughs> right. Um. Anyway. Uh. I think. Look. But I just think. I think it's just going to be interesting with the whole KTM Marquez debacle. KTM are fairly confident. There's something there definitely that they will get the seats for next for next year. I see as a, he's favored. I well, Marquez would be fa- I'd favor him for the title if he gets on a, on a KTM next year. I think so. Yeah, I think I think he'd suit it. Do you know what I mean? But then, yeah, look, you you, you know you never really know. Do you know? Do you know what I mean? Like these these, these bikes, we all thought Maverick was going to fucking rocket on on the Aprilia too. Nah, we never knew with Maverick he was going to be a rock. Ro- yeah, but even if you thought he was a rocket, you didn't know if he was going to be a rocket one day or two days or you know, then be a snail. But you know, but, uh, he's small, small and light. But the, really? I, I heard also that um, Marquez possibly to Grissini. So that is, yeah, that is, that is a big <laughs> pipe dream as well. And like we were talking about this last year, like Marquez and Ducati will never go away because of the Alex pull, right? Like you could see it in 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 December's test in or sorry November's test in uh, in Valencia. One Marquez brother went home fucking tweeting with delight, and the other went home pretty fucking miserable. Right, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and we don't need to explain who right? but, was, it was miserable. <laughs> who was miserable, right? But again, he really said know, Alex was going to come home and the doors would be locked. <laughs> come on, let me in. Yeah, 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 Fuck you, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, I don't think that will ever go away. Like, Alex has been treated, and he, Alex has said he's been treated by Ducati really, really well. Do you know what I mean? That, um, what's his name? Gigi Delinia even came in and introduced himself and welcomed him to the family and all of this. And, you know, he's felt it. But saying that, Alex hasn't really got on well with the Ducati this year. When you look at his crashes, like, he, yeah. he's almost up there with Mark, right? Now, he is having a better year, Jody, and he is showing that he is a little bit more consistent than he was on the LCR for 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 definite. But you know, right. it, the the tie up between the two brothers for for sure. I I'm sure that Red Bull or or even um, Estrella Galizia, the the beer sponsor who sponsored the Marquez brothers all the way up through their career, would be happily, you know interested in, in in a Marquez brothers team but again look there's 
that 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 bike is is that DG Antonio still rides. Let's just say that for now, Joe. You know I mean, is like the biggest prostitute bike ever because so many fellas are supposed to be riding it like for next year. <laughs> you know what I mean? There's like five 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 or six bums that are supposed to be on that bike. Maybe they're gonna take turns. Yeah, maybe <laughs> one race. I do one race, but look, I I don't think the the Marquez. Ducati factor will never really go away until he signs somewhere yeah. because of Alex. Like, can you, you imagine sitting there, you're fucking sweating bullets trying to get a bike to turn that's fucking showing you left, right, and center? And your brother says, Yeah, well, look, I'm crashing because I make mistakes. That's fine. Do you know what I mean? That's different to yeah. it's just fucking crashing, right? Do you know what I mean? Like, Alex, nine times out of 10, makes a mistake and crashes, right? Right. Mark. The, the fucking thing decides it wants to crash. It's like looks up and goes, You're going off. <laughs> yeah, like get off. It's like that horse. It's like a horse or something that's mad at you. It's just like get up. It's it's up. That's time is done. So. Exactly. And I think I think that's it's a very different mindset. And like Marquez on the Ducati, even Stefan Bradle said recently, you know, that he wouldn't he would probably beat everyone. Do you know what I mean? Definitely that he would beat Marini, his brother, Basecki, etc. But I still don't know. Um, I don't know. Does Mark want to be in the same group as as Pecco? Do you know what I mean? May may not want to be. If I was put my money on where I believe Mark should go, it, it's a Prilio. I think that's the firm for him. That's just my. Yeah, I think because they're the ones that really need a superstar. Yes, the bike's yeah. there. The bike's, bike's there. The bike they is there. A, they need a soup. They need a, a, an alien on that bike. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They do. That's just by view. Yeah, it's a very strong. The, the engineering and, and the play is exceptionally strong for such a small team. Small money in comparison to everybody else. Yeah, yeah. Well, the latest thing that I heard was that. The Aprilia factory team is actually supporting the RNF team. Apparently, RNF are in fairly big financial trouble, and it's uh, basically um, the other team or the factory team is actually supporting them. Oh, okay. Well, didn't we think? Didn't they think that was common from the get-go? Yeah. So they're the RNF, yeah, yeah. They had that. They said they had a lousy business plan going on. Yeah. So there is a possible other. Um, Two seats for KTM. <laughs> there you go. Um, yeah, I think I think Marquez. I think another thing or another factor is that I think he wants a factory seat. So, you know, Grassini, no. It had to be KTM or Aprilia, but it had to be. I think he would, he would want a factory seat though. Yeah, and I think that's why that's why the Husqvarna stuff does make an awful lot of sense. Where that it would be a factory Husk Husqvarna say factory. Do you know what I mean? Um, now saying that, I, I if there's nothing left, a factory bike in a satellite team would be acceptable. I would think to him as well. Yeah, what I mean? but the bike has to be factory spec. Um, yeah, I can't see. I think everything he does is gonna, even if it's a, te- if it looks like a, um, uh, if it looks like a, even on a satellite team, he's gonna have a factory spec bike. Yeah, yeah, 
Yeah, he's good. They're no, they're going to roll out the red carpet for him in any case. Oh yeah, like he he would definitely get the factory spec bike. I I, I think regardless of what team he goes into, and I think he would have extra engineers from, like a normal satellite thing. You'd have definitely have factory engineers assigned to him rather than just the support. Yep. Yeah, the the one or two. Now saying that, I think. Yeah, look, every team on the grid is going to entertain Mark Marquez. Even fucking Yamaha would entertain him. Do you know what I mean? But if uh, he goes to KTM, I would think they put him on the, the 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 badge. I think they throw under him is is MV Augusta because with all the history they had in, in Grand Prix for all them years with Agostini and all. Yeah, maybe. I think that would just sell the sizzle. But it's still a KTM. Yeah, it's still a KTM. I know that. We all know it's all just you know. Cakes and circuses, but uh, it would just look neat, you know. You could put the yeah. red and silver paint on it and make it look all funky, you know, all cool. But look, yeah, look, look, I think, I think, let's just let's just put it, cast it in the place of wherever Marquez goes. It's going to be a giant marketing exercise. Oh yeah, Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like that analogy I used about Beckham when he when he think like they sold more jerseys in those two weeks with his name on the back of it. Than his transfer fee cost. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so it's just so like they made him pay for it. And that and that's and that and that's the the, the dangerous thing. And I and I think Marquez is one of those people that whatever team he would go to, he right. would sell bikes. From fucking from sport bikes to scooters. Like yeah. you know what I mean? It doesn't it doesn't make a difference. And I think KTM have a massive um you know, not just motorbikes that they sell, you know, with their with their their power sports pedigree, let's just call it. I think I think yeah, look, I think I think it would make sense that they would pay for them, but look, I, I could be wrong in it. Um where the weekend change as well. It'll be interesting to see how this goes. Um now it's the second practice is the only timed session, so it's only one session for to secure your place into Q two, and that's on a Friday afternoon. No long session. I'm like, why don't you just cut it down to fifteen or so, forty five minutes and do a fifteen minute shootout to get into qualifying two? Do you know what I mean? Make it a bit fucking exciting because, like, over the course of an hour. It's not really that exciting, do you know what I mean? It's like you know, well, the yeah. last two minutes anyway, like do you know what I mean? Yeah. So, um, but look, riders seem to be happy with it. Um, I suppose if they're happy, whatever. Yeah. I guess they just don't want to come out and just, you know, say this track's green and you got to just jump on it and go balls to the wall. That kind of. Yeah, but I was just thinking then, like if if it's pissing rain in session two. Yeah. Crash boat bikes are fucked. Yeah. Right. Right. So, I don't know about so, that. That's a little, that's a little, I don't know. I think that, that's going to get changed back because, like you said, if anything, you, you, you're going to miss out, you know, in the, in yeah, the morning on good. Friday if, it, if yeah, the conditions so. change, you know. Yeah. And it's going to be a lot more intense session as well. You know what I mean? And, mm-hmm. You know, you're, you're going to be riding around trying to set a base and then, go for it and crash fucking twice then you know, 15 minutes left you're gone like you know and look I, I, I get it look, it's good that they changed it for the riders but yeah, I, I don't know I think it was I think 
like there was no one saying that you had to push in section in 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 session one, right? But like after forty five minutes on the track, there should be enough rubber down there to at least have a go. Do you know what I mean? That's that that's my view. Do you know what I mean? Like it's one it's one one or two laps. You know, if, if if you do a good enough session or if you do a good enough lap in the second one anyway, you'll be there. So for me, it makes no major difference. Yeah, I just figure I'll let the riders figure that out. They know better than we do since they're, their ass is on the bike. You know, their ass is on the fucking ground too. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. Right. Um, what was the other thing? So then, yeah. Um, the other thing I wanted to go on about is that, yeah, Honda or Yamaha, I thought it was pretty good for Yamaha the other day, you know, when... Um, when they came out and they they were discussing that they went the wrong direction, I think it's a pretty a pretty big thing in my view because I'm obviously a Yamaha fan, right? But it, for me, it's a pretty big thing that they're coming out and they're opening open and admitting this is their problem. Do you know what I mean? They know what the problem is. They know who's responsible for it as well, which is, and they're not running away from it, Joe. You know? Um, but I definitely think it'll be. A long road back for Yamaha to to get it back to where they where they have now Silverstone coming up for Yamaha. It, it's it's going to be an interesting one because there's not very many hard acceleration points there. I think there's I think there's maybe two where you're coming out of kind of like um, well, no because you're yeah. So, yeah, I don't think there's a lot of slow corners where they're hard accelerating. They're kind of where the slow corners would be. There would be another corner very shortly after, which would be opening out. So all the bikes would be on the side of the tire anyway when they're accelerating, you know. So I would actually expect Fabio to go quite well. You know? I was going to say, that should be good for Fabio. Right. I hope, yeah. I hope Fabio stays. I, wanted, I don't want to see Yamaha get left with nothing. Right, you know what I'm saying? Like have to the, start from scratch, then. Yeah, yeah. I mean, without yeah, without Fabio, they're, they're you know they got shit for Shinola. Yeah, well, Fabio. Uh, yeah, I, think he, I think they're going to be in trouble. Uh, I think if they would have left the bike alone, it would be okay because Fabio has did he did well and uh, I'm stuck on the 2021 season, but he did really well. He was way ahead of the pack, but since that bike, it's not turning well. I think they're going to be in trouble. Hmm. I think he lost an awful lot of confidence. Yep. The, the two races before um, the Netherlands last year. And if you look at it, that like the Netherlands, like he never recovered from the summer break last year. Mm-hmm. Now you called it last year. Oh. He called 90 points. When everybody was 90 points down, Mac goes, oh, I think I think Pecco's gonna win. I was like, you're out of your freaking mind. And I, you know, <laughs> what are you sick? Yeah. I said, you know, Fabio's gonna take this thing all day long. Of course, he busted my shoes when they when they pulled it. Yeah. <laughs> so another thing I was thinking of: um, Do you think having a good uh, second rider can impact the championship? Because in twenty in twenty twenty one. He had Maverick, who was right on him, you know, maybe what two positions behind. But he kind of held up the pack. So 
Last year, Morbidelli is way behind. So there's no one to really hold it up. You know, Marquez is out pretty much. So yeah. just looking at it, it seems like it kind of has an effect when you have that second rider that's kind of covering your ass a little bit. <laughs> Get uh, a road, yeah. rolling roadblock. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but look, look, look at the Ducatis last year. You know, like, okay, there was eight of them on the grid, right? Right. And like, I'll fight anyone on this, right? Like, you can go on and say it's a Ducati Cup and all of this, whatever, right? We know the circumstances why Ducati were there because they were asked, all manufacturers were asked to supply more bikes. Ducati stood up. If we, right. if Ducati didn't supply those two teams, we'd have four less bikes on the, on the grid. No one wants that. They got paid for it. They had to pay them to do it. They, they don't really want any bikes. They said it. But, right. So the fact of the matter is, you know, people are going on about Ducati and this and that and the other. At the end of the day, there was only one world champion last year on a Ducati, and that was Peko. And he was the fastest Ducati rider and fastest rider of everyone on the grid. Was Peko helped a little bit to the championship? Yes, his teammates got in the fucking way of others, right? And for me, how you measure how successful a bike or a team is is the second rider. Yeah. Like, we were very much so spoiled in, say, 2005 to 2013 or 14, because a lot of teams had two fucking aliens on it. Like, you had, you know, you had Stoner and Pedroza, you had had Rossi and Lorenzo, Jose. Like, all of these kind of combinations, and, like, when you look at it, the the second rider is the, is the measure of the team and like i got in trouble last year when i said that yamaha or the year before when i said that yamaha didn't win the world championship fabio did fabio won it yes he did right and my going on that is that the reason i said that is because morbidelli was nowhere near him right rothley was nowhere near yep george so he was the one that made the difference on that bike. Yeah. You know what I mean? And if he wasn't there, you take him out of the championship. Where were yeah. they? They were back down the field. Now, the problem with, I believe, with Morbidelli is, uh, is Morbidelli and Rossi ride very, very similar. And that's what, and it was scary actually when they were next to each other on, 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 on the same team, right? Because you could see the two of them. And their riding style, no matter how much they change it, was never going to be aggressive enough to do that. Mm-hmm. So that is where, in my view, Morbidelli needs to get off the fucking bike. Morbidelli is like Mir, in my view. He needs to get off of that bike. Because that bike does not, does not suit the type of rider he is. Whereas with... Um, with, with Rins, Rins just can't feel the front. So Rins, if you look at it, is looking around the circuit or looking around the, the camera or the, the paddock to find a bike that has a really positive feeling front end. And we all know that the most positive front end feeling from, from Peko, that the bike is too stable on the front. There you go. Right. So that's what it's feeling it. So when I look, when I look at it at the measurement of things, 
Like Marquez always made the difference. Fabio always makes the difference on, on the performance of the bike. Peko always makes a difference. Peko, in, for me, what I've been super impressed with is that if he is slow on a Friday, he figures it out for the Saturday. And mm-hmm. for me, that is the true sign of a champion. He doesn't panic. He doesn't, well, he kind of throws his toys out of the ground, but that's okay. That's kind of the, the new norm, right? But but he works through and solves the problem to come back and is somewhat competitive. Do you know what I mean? And I went through his, his, his thing last week. Like, we've done, what is it, 16 races. We've done eight weekends, so that's 16 races. And he's only had three crashes. So, right. compared, compared to last year, we did eight races. He had four crashes. So, I mean, he finished 50, 50% of the races. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Whereas this year, so out of the 16, he's crashed three times. So, so he's starting to nail this system. And I think he is going to be dominant. But he has to be dominant because until, like, Marquez gets off the Honda, Fabio gets off the Yamaha. Like, Aprilia would be fucking mad if they can't either get Marquez or or Quadraro. That's what that's all they need. They have the bike. Mm-hmm. Do, do you know what I mean? They have the money. Both KTM and thing have the money for both. Do you know what I mean? Are they gonna invest in, in winning that world championship? And that world championship to them is worth hundreds of fucking millions mm-hmm. on bike sales. So yeah, look I think the answer to the question is though you need a fast second rider. But the, what he's saying, but the, the the second rider shows you how good the bike is. It shows you if, like when you look at Marquez, it was Marquez would win, and the the second rider would be in nineteenth, you know, or eighteenth, because yeah. the bike just sucked, and Marquez was the one riding it, or Fabio was winning the bike, and, and what's yeah, you call exactly. it was you know fifteenth, yeah. whatever. You knew it was Fabio winning, you know. So. Yeah, exactly. So look, I think I think I think it'd be a good. Um, a good thing though, like, and this is what I said about the, the what Honda and Yamaha need to do is that they need to build the bike for an ordinary racer, right? And, and, and quite good instead of the uh, rider relying on rider. Yeah, and like Aprilia, in my view, is the is the team that has the potential now for that. They have a really good bike. Yeah, put the fucking alien on it now, and then you're going to see that bike go to the next level. You're going yeah. to see the Aprilia, you know. Or instantly gain three tenths of a second just for having that person on it. But what they still need to look at it doing is then still have that, what we call in Ireland, ordinary Joe Soap. Mm. Joe Twain that's pootling around on his bike in six or seven plays. But if that Joe Soap starts going down to 12th and 13th place, there's a problem with the bike. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's, it's not what what Mark or Maverick say, oh, this is what's wrong with the bike. If he's all of a sudden finishing thing and he's not able to feel the front or, or do mm-hmm. this thing, or even look at not just the one rider, but like if like if you look at a, a Prilia for now, for for instance, right? I think Galatius Bagro is kind of coming to the end of his, his his career. I think he's the couple of crashes that he's had. I think the fear is starting to come in now, and it's not I, fear is wrong, right? He's beat up. That feeling that you have when you're in the gravel trap, right? And you're like, do I actually fucking need to be doing this? <laughs> yeah. Right? It, that's, 
that's that's what I'll call it. It's not fear, right? And I think he has that at the moment. Doesn't say he mean he's not fast or whatever, but he's not w- wanting to crash, right? Yeah. Um, and if you look at it at the moment, where I would would be looking at what I would class it as, I would look at Maverick and I would look at Miguel Oliveira, right? And if they were starting to slip outside the top ten. I'd realize I'd be realizing consistently now, and I mean like one or two races, right? But consistently outside the top ten, I'd be like, okay, we have a problem now with the bike. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, because you will always have an edge case. Though. So look, Raúl Fernández is an edge case. He's not getting up there. He's not getting up there. He's not delivering. That's a that's a rider problem, not the bike problem, because right. there's other people on the bike that are consistently ahead of him. But where I would think of it is that, like, you would look at it like between, say, just say between seventh and eleventh place. That's your window for your second rider. And if your second rider is not within that, or he's in a bunch of second riders, you can kind of say, okay, we're 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 okay. Do you know what I mean? The bike is good. The alien is, and that's and and, and the alien brings the three or four tenths of a second from riding around the problem or through the problem in, in and that's just my view but mm-hmm. uh, the second rider is the key rider of the bike performance and also if you have a, a good on, the, on a good side of an ordinary joe so he can get involved in the battles with your championship so for example putting your your rival in the championship is having a bad weekend and he's behind your second rider. Like you make sure that mm-hmm. you are extra difficult to pass. As soon as he passes you, no matter what, you run that bike up the inside of him again. Do you know what I mean? Push him wide. So fight him. Do you know what I mean? Because what you're trying to do is you're trying to delay him a little bit mm-hmm. of time. You know, that's because you already know, I suppose, your position within the team, right? Yeah. Like if you if you look at Edwards and Rossi. Are you telling me that Edwards believed he was the number one rider in that team? Or, or, or go Miller and, and uh, Pecco last year. Miller, Pecco, yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? They knew their position. They knew what they had to do, and they knew yeah. exactly. And, 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 and that's the unfortunate part of life. Of <laughs> you, know, you, you, you know that the fella next to you is faster than you. Um, now, that's in an awful lot of motor racing environments like you look at you look at red bull in formula one like you have max verstappen and you have checo perez right poor checo is like fucking the orphan orphan kid like do you know what I mean? it's all about max yeah. or in mercedes it's all about hamilton ferrari it's all about charles leclerc do you know what I mean? it's all like and, but miller now he's he's feeling his oats because he's feeling like he's he's well on par for number one, at least. I don't know, though. You see, yeah, you? I mean, I love, I love Miller. Don't get, don't get me wrong. I think, I think Jack Miller, if I'm honest, is one of the most refreshing people in the paddock, right? Because he fucking, there's no bullshit. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. If you want oh, I don't think he's the fastest guy out there. That's for sure. But Joseph, he's the fella that you throw a fiver on in the bookies to have a fucking go. Yeah, yeah, just giggles, yeah. Exactly, because you know when he's out there, heart is on his sleeve, he's going to go for it, he wants to win the race, he'll fucking burn up that back tyre trying to win that race, do you know what I mean? And then he'll smile and have a laugh about it after, do you know what I mean? So for me, he is one of those guys, but 
I think he's he has only a couple of years of use to KTM, and I think he'll slip down the importance bit that personally. Once they get everything from that from the old Ducati in that's in his mind out, they won't have any more use for him. He, he did well though. He came in and on a new bike and I was really surprised of what, what think, he was able to do. Yeah. I think we all I think all our jaws dropped the floor uh, dropped to the floor when they brought the the complete KTM out in Portimao and everyone was like, what the fuck? Do you know what I mean? Like, cause they were, they were tail end Charlie's all through winter testing. Right. And, and this is what I loved about KTM because they tried the aero devices or the, the aero devices that they're now trying and they didn't work. And they were trying those through testing and they dropped them. Do you know what I mean? They're like, no, they're not working. We're not going to bring them. So they, but they kept working on it behind the scenes. And then when we got to Hareth, remember Danny Pedrosa's bike was completely different mm. to Max or to Jack and, and Brad's bike. That was the upgrade that came out then after that. And that, that brought that bike along. And I think I just think it's like really interesting to see that the level, when I look back at it now, the level of complexity that they were doing. And how they were able to say, okay, this doesn't work. We're going to drop it and bring it back. And now it works. Do you know what I mean? If you look at, at, at Honda, they tried every single other fucking one's devices and they couldn't settle on anything. Do you know what I mean? Because they didn't understand the concept that they were running. Now, you look at Red Bull or you look at um, KTM, they have the might of Red Bull behind them, right? Who, let's be fair have a reduction in wind tunnel testing time this year and have a reduction in, in CFD design this year because they overspent in their budget last year, right? So they got impacted by it. So there's the resource there by Red Bull that, okay, here you go. And this is what I'm talking about is that for, for all teams, so like Yamaha, Honda, so they need to get in with these teams big time to understand what the fuck is going on with the motorcycle. Do you know what I mean? Because it's no longer put it just put it in a wind tunnel at a straight angle and, and see what happens. Do you know what I mean? Right. That's 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 gone with the spokes, Jake. Do you know what I mean? It's 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 now all angles, just sucking yeah. that bike down to the down to the ground. Do you know what I mean? It's like, progress, it's things move on. Do you know what I mean? It it, it is, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it, it it's it's so much more complex now than 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 ever. Do you know what oh, I mean? yeah. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I think yeah, I think the next, I think the next twelve races are going to be quite interesting. I think there's a lot of people going to be upset with what goes on. I think there's a lot of surprises yet to come with silly season. Uh, I hope for both Honda and Yamaha. I gen and I genuinely do hope that. That they sort this shit out, like you know, because it's not yeah. anything. Just so they don't try to, the, the, just so they don't try to hinder the European brands or say, oh, ban this, ban that, because we suck. You know what I mean? It's like, <laughs> well, well, it's unfair. It's unfair. And it's like, no, it's not unfair. You have a budget that's three times higher than than the Europeans. Get your ass off, you know. Get you know, get your shit yeah, together. I don't. I don't think they're going to be able to ban anything that's currently existing, right? Yeah, I, I um, 
I think I don't know. The way Dorna wants the, the Japanese to win, you never know. But yeah, but you're you're wrong now though, because the government are there's a governance now there with IERTA and the MSME, right? And to get through that, like like even when we when we talked about concessions, right? Like Ducati, Aprilia, KTM, they're not fucking idiots, right? The the team principals, team owners, technical directors. They're not idiots, right? They're not going to turn around to Yamaha and Honda and say, here's a free advantage. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I hope they're, not. You know, I just hope Dorna doesn't go, we don't care if you don't like it here. This is what you're saying. They stopping. can't, though. That's, but that's the thing within the thing. If you want to change anything, it has to go through IERTA and the MSMA, who are the Manufacturers Association, right? They have to agree to it. Otherwise, no bueno. Dorna can fucking say, do what they like. And how did they get out of the, the front ride height, even though it didn't work? You know what because I mean? I, because that wasn't a regulation. Okay. Losing We're talking, that. huh? You're losing yeah. on that because they already had it on the track and it wasn't against regulations. Yeah, that's exactly. So they can ban that. <laughs> there, like, there's no. Wow. So if you can imagine what they're, what they're doing. There's no law against having front right height. There was no law. Right. right? So they may one. They can do that, right? But if you take an existing law, you now have to have everyone's agreement. So if there's no law, five out of the six teams, and this is a key point, five out of the six teams agreed to get rid of it. So therefore, they had a majority. However, with changing a regulation... I thought it had to be universal. That's what threw with, me. With changing a regulation, it has to be universal. Hmm. So therefore, rear right height device, concessions, testing, all of this has to be done. Yeah. So that's, that, like, that's, that's the, long, uh, the, the long and the short of it. So I don't think those team principals are fucking idiots, as I said. They're not going to say, oh, Honda, yeah, we're going to agree Honda have 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 10 times more testing than we do. Do you know what I mean? No, no, no. We will we will agree to a compromise maybe or we will do this, but they will get their slice of the pie. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And like, as I mentioned to you, you know, the likes of Honda and the, the, the um, power that Honda have over Dorna, is not very uncommon at all in motorsport. And um, if you look at the Ferrari Formula One team, they have the same sort of power over the FAI, which is the governing body of Formula One, also commonly known as Ferrari International Assistance. <laughs> so um, like they have a veto on any reg new regulations, George, I mean, and, and stuff right. like this. One of the only ones because... You know, they're a heritage member of, of Formula One. Well, you and know, with Yamaha and Honda having like three times, literally three times the budget of the Europeans, you th wouldn't think they'd need a damn thing. You know what I'm saying? It's like it's like having David and Goliath, and you say, you know what, Goliath needs the help. You know, we say, no, he shouldn't. He's only this yeah, big. But look, we, big. Money, money, money doesn't always solve problems, though. You know, the problem, the problem is on the track, not, not, on, not, not in the, in the, the bank balance, right? And 
Oh, so regulations. Yeah, regulations. Though. They say money can't buy love. I can buy it. I can rent it. I can put it on layaway. <laughs> you can, you can, yeah, but you know, it never really tells you it loves you. Though. <laughs> right. Never means it. Um, but like you look at you look at, at the likes of um, look at the likes of Honda and Yamaha. Like I will agree, what Honda and Yamaha need is track time. But yeah. the regulations are wound so tight now on track time. They're not going to get it. Do you know what I mean? So it's nearly impossible for them to develop their way out of it, even though that they have the budget and money to do it. They just don't. The regulations are not there. And this is where maybe Honda and Yamaha are pressing Dorna, right, to try and get it. But I still believe, I would, like, if it was me, and I, and Dorna came to me and said, look, we want to give Honda and Yamaha concessions. I'd be, yeah, sure, fine. Are we getting the same? Yeah. I think, yes, Honda, I think, even I think everybody should all the track time testing they want, but everybody gets it the same, you know. Yep. You know, yeah. and three times the budget. If I have you have all the track time you want, if you don't catch up, then that's on you, you know, right? Right, uh, yeah, yeah. Yes, to catch yeah, up, yeah. you know, just you know, you just can't give them everything, you know, you can't say, well, you get it, and I don't, that's it's bullshit, you know. Yeah, I don't think that yeah. will happen. I, like, I, I don't. I don't see Dorna turning around and saying, lads, here's a blank check, go fucking go nuts on, on as much time as you want. Not in today's world and regulations and and all of this fucking PR bullshit stuff that they're doing about um, changing the planet and reducing carbon, all this fucking stuff. They're not gonna do it, right? I'd be I'd be very real in it, right? Um but I think I like I, I genuinely think there is gonna be an increase in testing. But it's going to be leveled across the thing. I don't know. Um, when they start saying like F1, didn't they say they had to have, uh, they're looking to make sure they have a, a transvestite as one of the umbrella girls? No. I swear to God. <laughs> no, that's completely false. <laughs> and I was like, you got to be kidding me. No, no, I mean, no. I'm not. We're in America. They would, that does not sound, it doesn't right. sound off to all to us. Yeah. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah but look, it, it's cr- completely incorrect. And I'll tell you why. Um, because Formula One don't use grid girls. Oh, okay. they use they use grid kids. So they actually use or children. Mm-hmm. So, like we would have here on, on soccer matches and all of that, you have mascots. Yeah. So they would have grid. It's called grid kids. And uh, so they, they they you can apply to your local track when whenever when a race is on, and you could be one of those things, one of those kids that bring that bring your drivers out and stand by their cars and whatever. So. It's great. Oh. It's actually a great initiative to be to be. Okay, to be that's cool. uh, um, but no, the 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 grid girls and the trolley dollies are long gone, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed looking at the Monster Energy girls quite a lot. Too, yeah. <laughs> they are they are beautiful. Like these world super right. like, They got the hottest chicks on the on the on planet Earth. Uh, yeah. Anyway, listen. Look, I think that was a that was a good a good chat, lads. Um, Welcome to to the channel again, CB. We definitely have to have you on again. Uh, Thank you for having me. Yeah, it is too. Uh, Jake, you've been very well behaved. I must I must admit, no, no major <laughs> shouting and roaring this week. <laughs> um, he yeah. wasn't a fanboy. He wasn't giving me the fanboy nut crap. You know what I mean? Yeah. No. 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 Look, uh, well done. It's uh, your your first podcast is done. We'll uh, we'll definitely do it again for sure. 
Um, definitely, definitely. Maybe when the season's over, we can recap. When the season is over, we will definitely do a recap. And look, we're always uh, happy to have people on and, and talk and whatever. So look, maybe we might catch you even maybe halfway between the season again, just to see where you are, what you're thinking of it. Um, right. And uh, yeah, keep keep that keep that R one wide open. Don't worry about the cops. Do you know what I mean? Right, right. Yeah. And I I 100% dare you to say, if you do get hauled over by the cops, and the cop says to you, do you know why I pulled you over? Just tell him the MotoGP Mac line. Because I let you. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> because I, I, I allowed you. I allowed yeah, you to pull uh, Yeah, because I allowed you. Yeah, yeah. Right. Right. And uh, I'll, I'll happily pay the bail money. <laughs> we'll see we'll see definitely radio well look we will wrap it up there and uh, look we catch everyone next week take it easy folks thank you guys